The opinions and views expressed in this program do not reflect those of KUCI, its management, or the UC Board of Regents. To find out more about this talk show or other talk shows broadcasting on KUCI, log on to our website at KUCI.org or check out the latest program guide. You're listening to KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine and KUCI.org on the web. Welcome to Privacy Piracy. I'm Lloyd. I'm the show's engineer, and your host is Mari Frank. Mari's a local attorney and certified information privacy professional. She's the author of several books, including Safeguard Your Identity, From Victim to Victor, and The Complete Idiot's Guide to Recovering from Identity Theft. She's testified many times in Congress and the California Legislature on privacy and identity theft issues. And you may have seen her on Dateline, 48 Hours, CNN, NBC, ABC, O'Reilly Factor, and many other shows, including her own 90-minute PBS television special, Protecting Yourself in the Information Age. To learn more about this radio show and our great guests, please visit KUCI.org slash Privacy Piracy. Hey, Mari, what's our show about today? Well, Lloyd, today our show is about privacy and texting. And you may remember when we were at the IAPP conference in Washington, D.C., of course, you went off gallivanting to look at museums, and I was going to some of the programs, and one of the programs I went to was fascinating, and I met a gentleman who is the CEO of Frankly, which is what we're going to talk about today. He's wonderful, adorable, brilliant, and uh, got me all excited about this app that uh, happens to be free. So listen to this, because this is a fascinating interview. Let me tell you a little bit about Steve Chung, who is the CEO of Frankly. He is currently the CEO, and he is a next-generation texting app. Uh, Well, frankly, is a next-generation texting app that empowers people to speak freely and anonymously, allowing them to be their unedited self. It allows you to, like, if you say something stupid to quickly uh, bring it back, you know, which, like, you you think afterwards, a, a second afterward, like, why did I send that? Well, you can retrieve it. Um, And most recently, Steve was the COO of We Heart It, the world's largest curated social media site for teens. And we have a bunch of uh, young people here at the campus of the University of California. And prior to this, Steve held C-level and EVP positions in two publicly listed companies in online video and internet infrastructure sections in the United States, Asia, and Europe and also served as Chief Operating Officer at Pan Media Corporation, where he produced a weekly primetime talk show featuring global features uh, figures such as Madeleine Albright, Nicole Kidman, and Arnold Schwarzenegger. And that was an audience of, gee, 600 million viewers throughout China. Steve started his career as an analyst at Goldman Sachs in New York, And he has served as a lecturer for the China Foreign Affairs University and a graduate member of the Stanford University Board of Trustees. He has also served briefly at the White House, we have to find out about that, the U.S. Senate and the British Parliament, and is currently an Asia 21 Fellow, being selected as an emerging leader to watch in U.S.-Asia relations. Listen to this. Steve holds a bachelor's degree from Harvard University and an MBA from Stanford University. And he's a down-to-earth guy, and we're just so thrilled to have him join us. Thank you, Steve, for joining us from San Francisco. 
Yes, thank you, Mari, for uh, the wonderful introduction that uh, that I wrote. <laughs> and, uh, I really yeah. appreciate your time and, and this opportunity to, to speak to you and to your listeners. Yeah, and it was really fun to meet you and, and hear you talk about this, and I was all excited to have you on the show. So why don't you tell my audience a little bit more about Frankly? Sure. Well, you covered some of it already in the intro, um, but we are a mobile app. Uh, you can download it free on the Android and the Apple app stores. Uh, and our mission is really, you know, to be the best sort of uh, texting app, period. Um, and so if you uh, sort of are familiar with uh, texting or SMS, um, you know, consider us to be the next generation of that. Uh, and as part of that mission, uh, we have a lot of sort of privacy uh, and uh, sort of security as well as, you know, expressive features that really allow our users to have uh, the best, you know, sort of texting messaging experience uh, on their mobile phone. So, you know, a couple of features to the app, uh, you know, as, as Mari uh, alluded to, you know, the app, when you send uh, and you're able to send photos uh, and text as well as videos and voice messages, uh, once that's sent, the recipient uh, taps the screen uh, and in 10 seconds, uh, the messages are deleted by default. Uh, and also, uh, you can use very uh, easy ways to uh, directly onto the screen change the size of the text and the color of the background of the text uh, to really, um, you know, give some additional sort of context and nuance to your actual message. So uh, we think it's really uh, the, the best and the closest that someone can come to, uh, you know, having a private face-to-face conversation in the digital world. You know, when we're together, you know, we have volume in our voice and we have face gestures and we have you know, lots of other cues that help us communicate what we want. Uh, but in the texting world, it has traditionally been just words uh, and maybe some emojis here and there. Uh, but if you ch- try frankly out, you, you would feel, I think, liberated. Uh, and because of the ephemerality aspect or the disappearing aspect of it, uh, it sort of frees you up to be a lot more open uh, on what you say and, and also how you say it. So uh, yes. that's, that's sort of a lot, but that's sort of the basics of of what, frankly, chat can do for you. And, you know, I mean, when you think about the ramifications of sending something, like let's say you're in a a relationship with a boyfriend or a girlfriend, and you send something that's kind of provocative, a picture of you that's kind of provocative, um, lots of times when you break up, you find out that that picture is all over the internet. And so one of the, I really like the idea that you send something, if you want to send something, then it can be deleted right away, right? It's, it's, a, it's gone, right? That's correct. And, you know, we subscribe <laughs> to the philosophy that the content creator, in this case, uh, you know, sending a message that you wrote or sending a photo that you've taken, you know, the sender should have control um, because now technology allows us to do that uh, at all times. So that, you know, clicking send is not the final sort of action you can take. Once you send something, the ability that that will delete or uh, you've described what we call the unsend uh, feature. When, whenever I sent you a text or a message, if it's still on your screen, I can unsend it, if you will, uh, that will take the, the message out of your screen as well as my screen. In today's world, the moment you click on send, the control really shifts 
from the sender to the recipient. And as you said, you know, if that's a a photo or it could be an innocuous text today that somebody will take out of context tomorrow, you know, you have, uh, as the original content creator, we believe you should have control at all times uh, in today's world where we actually now have technology that enables that. Yes. And you know what else I was thinking about? You know, people who are, for, I do a lot of divorce mediation, and people, I, I see texts between people, and I see emails between people, but I see these texts where um, there's something that they would never want a court to see, you know, never. And yeah. so, first of all, if they say something, I like two ideas about it, is one, if I speak ang- when I'm angry in text, and then I think about it the next second. I can retrieve it. I like that idea because people sometimes will say something stupid and then realize it immediately. Like, oh, my God, did I really say that? You know, right, and I exactly. like that. And, and, and I see people that say things like that that could literally get them to lose custody of their kids or whatever. Um, and and that's, that's a really good thing because there's an old adage, speak when you're angry and you'll say the best speech you ever regret. So if you can't get people to, you know, people kind of do things pretty quickly now and they write text messages really quickly and then immediately they are after say, oh, my God, why did I say that? So um, I really like that idea of being able to retrieve or have the control of being able to make sure that it is deleted once they see it. Right, and you make a great point, Mari, which is, uh, you know, texting, and there are different mediums that are appropriate for different situations. So, you know, I would never write uh, a college essay on text because that's just <laughs> not the, the medium that's designed for it. Right. But what, what mm-hmm. texts are, are they're much more informal, and that they're much more immediate, um, and, and they're oftentimes much more intimate, uh, not, not necessarily sexually, but they're much sort of personal, Right. And so uh, for those characteristics, we think texting, you know, should, uh, you know, kind of reflect a, a lot of sort of how you feel at that moment in time, which has the potential to be taken out of context, you know, at a, at a different slice of time in the future. And, you know, if you put a simple sort of context around it, it's really like how humans actually have conversations when, you know, we meet our friends or family um, you know, we don't push the record button every time we have a conversation. And sometimes we may be angry. Uh, sometimes we may be happy. But in those moments, we exchange how we feel and we remember, you know, uh, what uh, each other said and, and sort of the context around it. But there isn't a replay button, you know, three days from then that recorded everything we talked about face-to-face. Right. And so why, why should text be like that? You know, it's, it's really... Uh, something that is a, is a legacy of the old technology where something digitally written was defaulted to record onto a server or archive somewhere. Uh, but that's not really how humans, you know, communicate with each other in the first place. And yes. now that there's technology uh, that, uh, like, frankly, that uh, allows you to be in control, we think it's actually going back to the fundamentals of how humans interact in the first place, which isn't to record everything by default. Right. But, uh, but to delete things by, by default. Exactly. Yeah, I really like that privacy aspect because we we are losing so much of our privacy. But let me ask you something. You know, I, I think it's a great privacy tool as me being a privacy lawyer. But, um, you know, people, I remember they asked you this at the, at the session, too. 
Um, how is it that it's free? We always tell people, you know, free apps aren't really free. You know, there's always some kind of something that they're they're gathering information about you or something. So let's kind of be transparent. What? Why is it free? And and how long will it be free? And you know, how can it be free? Sure. So good question. And obviously, um, you know, as a business person. Um, you know, and and for investors as well. At some point, the this enterprise needs to generate um, financial returns. Right. And so, uh, you know, we're not a nonprofit, and we have obligations. Uh, but I think that you know our model, you know, really isn't to uh, somehow, uh, and because it really would go uh, against the face of the the core value proposition as well, that we sort of save your conversations and you know, in a very big data way to analyze what you say and, you know, deliver, you know, if, if you and your, uh, you know, clients are talking about uh, a divorce, as you alluded to before, and somehow, you know, we start surfacing ads about a divorce lawyer, that would be I- extremely intrusive, especially because the texting medium, as I said, was is really in- intimate and immediate and informal, Right. So I think that would that would violate the trust and the core value proposition of, of a messaging service like us. I think what we do offer down the road, and and you know, right now we've been we've launched you know uh, only five months. Uh, we've been in existence as a company for a little over a year, so we're still in the early phases of of getting user traction, so to speak, and and getting as many people to love what we do and and to use it. Because without that, there will be no um, opportunity for uh, revenues in the future. But we think that, so as we're sort of iterating on the best model for monetization, um, I think that really interesting lessons can, can emerge. So, you know, you can imagine certain brands or certain celebrities or artists uh, can make a profile on Frankly, um, and if the users were um, interested in following that brand or their company or that initiative or that event, um, you know, the, the chance for someone or some company to be able to send you a message or an offer that expires uh, or is an ephemeral coupon, for example, you know, that's really another take to advertising. If you think about coupons, they are actually ephemeral advertising because they all have an expiration date to it. Right. Uh, if it if it didn't, it wouldn't really be a, a special rarity. If it was a perpetual sale, it would really not be a sale. Right. So in that same context, I don't think we would ever do something that would, you know, <clears throat> violate the core sort of privacy protection of the intimate conversations of our users, but rather we would look for innovative ways to use our medium and our brand promise to engage with uh, advertisers or other people uh, who would value the core value proposition that we offer and do it in a much more natural and safer way. And I, I think even in this model, there's a huge opportunity uh, to, to generate, you know, revenues for us as an enterprise. But thankfully, we have wonderful investors who uh, have uh, relatively deep pockets who are telling us to really focus on users and, and delighting our users uh, in this phase of our company. So we're really lucky to have that. Right, and then so many more other ways of using. I remember we talked about that even at your program, that there are so many creative ways to use things like 
even to uh, send messages to kids at school or something and then bring it back. You know, if there's something going on at school, um, you know, colleges can use that. Just just a terrific ways of getting creative. So, you know, what I was thinking in terms of this is that when we're talking about privacy, we heard about all this government surveillance, right? <laughs> Gathering yeah. our, our our emails, our text messages, our voicemails, our our telephone uh, calls, everything. Um, so, you know, how can this help us with with all this um, government surveillance? <clears throat> if, sure. we're, if we're well, worried about that, yeah. yeah. No, I think it's a great point, and it's certainly sort of a germane topic these days um, because of the revelations, you know, in a post-Edward Snowden era uh, and some of the, the things that seem to, you know, be news every day. Um, somehow it sort of continues to, to be exposed. Um, and I think it's a very, I think there's no sort of a silver bullet, clear-cut line, and, and that's what I think makes this issue so challenging but also very interesting for people to sort of discuss and find the best way forward. Um, I think for us, you know, we are not designed to be a anti-NSA or, you know, an evasion of, of law enforcement. You know, if, if you're interested oh, in absolutely. doing that. Yeah, no, yeah, no, no. Please yeah. do not use, frankly. We are, <laughs> we are good enough for the average person. And our promise isn't that we are offering some military, you know, grade crypto technology uh, or encryption uh, that uh, will allow you to to sort of circumvent authorities, what we are really offering is that as a, a normal average user, the fact that once you say something and that has been communicated, we delete that data from our own servers. Uh, and so rather than promising some kind of a, you know, a, a wall that uh, is impenetrable, what we say is, look, uh, have conversations um, and feel pretty good that, uh, you know, what you say is going to disappear from the person who sent it to, and as well as our servers, uh, and use that as a good enough mechanism whereby you don't have to you know, edit yourself or worry that what you type in sort of your everyday use will end up in some place you don't want or it's completely out of contact. I mean, it's interesting. There's a recent um, Pew uh, research study that sort of asked you know people in America if they have taken steps to hide their footprint digitally, and uh, something like 70 or 80 percent of all Americans who responded say, yes, they do. And, you know, it's really interesting, the top three or four sort of people that they are trying to sort of evade, you know, are not law enforcement or intelligence agencies. They're marketers or people from your past or friends you don't want to talk to. Um, so this is sort of the, the, the more real, if you will, uh, not to sort of, you know, downplay the, the important issues of, of intelligence collection and, and, and data, but, you know, for most average Americans, they're more afraid of their, you know, ex-boyfriend or their, you know, friend who they, you know, didn't get along with more than, you know, law enforcement and other, others. So, and I think, frankly you know, as our name indicates, is really meant for, you know, users and their everyday life to, to feel a little bit more liberated and to have a, a more, you know, sort of unedited conversation, just as if you would in, in a face-to-face setting. And that's really our promise. Yeah. So how is, frankly, different from some of these other ephemeral messaging services in the market? Because I know there are a couple others, right? 
Yeah, <clears throat> you know, I think the the probably the poster child of of our category is Snapchat. Yes, yeah. Um, and you know, I think I think Snapchat and and I I don't uh, pretend to speak on their behalf, but their public sort of stated mission is to to share the moment through a photo or a video. Uh, and, you know, you, you're able to have one line of caption, um, if you will, uh, to describe that moment. Um, but, you know, and that's a very different use case than having a real conversation. So imagine, Mari, if you and I were to have this interview with only photos and captions, um, <laughs> that would just not be appropriate. <laughs> right. uh, so, you know, we, we have, we're humans, we like to talk, and we like to interact, and, and we need more than photos to really express ourselves. And so... Frankly, for us, um, allows you, uh, text is our hero, um, so if you will. Uh, so text is really the primary sort of medium in which you communicate on Frankly, but you also have other um, really attractive multimedia settings like sending a photo or sending a video or sending a voice message, and all of those mediums uh, delete in 10 seconds by default. Um, I should also say that as the sender of those messages, if I wanted the recipient to keep it for longer than 10 seconds, I can uh, have an extra swipe uh, on, on that message that I sent to keep it, and there'll be a little bookmarklet to show uh, that it can then forever last until it is deleted by either of the parties. Um, but, uh, but we have a lot of multimedia and control elements uh, around a real conversation rather than just sharing a moment uh, through a visualization. Yeah, and I think that's a really important point to make because sometimes you do want someone to be able to keep it longer. And and so the, having that option, and instead of having to go to your other text message, you mm-hmm. know, um, your other mobile text messaging, you, exactly. you're all, you do it right there. So if you want something, <clears throat> let's say you, you took a, a picture, <clears throat> excuse me, let's say you took a picture of your kid winning, you know, a, a race, and you want them to be able to keep it, you know? Yeah. So, yes. uh, you yes. know, because this is cool, and if they put it all over everywhere, you'd be happy that, hey, my kid won this race. Right. So, so that's a, a really good point, because otherwise they're thinking, well, it's going to disappear, and, and then I have to go and use a different, um, you know, a different media, and right. I don't have to. I can, I can keep it there. So I think that's really an important point. Exactly, and and as I said in in the in the outset in the intro, we're not trying to be the best um, ephemeral messenger. We're trying to be the best messenger. Period. Um, and so, uh, as you said, you know there will be times when you do want to keep. Um, but what's important with our sort of philosophy is that the sender or the c- creator of that content should be able to dictate whether something lives forever or should be deleted immediately. Yeah. Um, so we we. we we retain that control to the sender, which our users um, very much appreciate. Yeah. So what insights do you have for parents and teens and, and young college people to to really protect them in this kind of crazy digital environment? Yeah, you know, it's a great point and something we take seriously. Um, and, you know, we're, we're still a small company. Um, you know, we've received uh, uh, $9 million of funding to date, um, which which isn't small, um, but it, it allows me to have a team of about 20 people. Um, but uh, we have uh, published on our website, uh, which is frankly chat.com, uh, a section called Guidelines, 
where it, it's really an education for our users as well as you know parents or others who may be interested uh, to really look at what uh, and understand what frankly is and to help you know prevent against abuse or or other things that could um, inevitably happen on a service like ours. Um, but my um, you know sort of uh, advice, I guess, I'm not sure if I'm qualified to give one, but um, you know is that, uh, you know, we do see a lot of, um, you know, teens uh, using our app. Uh, you must be, you know, over 13, obviously, to use our app uh, per, per our guidelines. Uh, but, you know, we are uh, in many ways no different um, in terms of, you know, sort of advising that uh, child than any other medium for communication. So I think common sense still holds true, which is, hey, you know, if uh, somebody's speaking with you or you're talking to someone that you shouldn't be talking to or you don't know very well or you feel uncomfortable, you should immediately stop that conversation. Uh, and, uh, and in our service, we have what we call a block feature that allows you to block a certain user from sending you a message. Um, so, you know, that, those would be sort of common sense tools. Uh, and if something is, uh, you know, very concerning, that there is a uh, an immediate feedback email right in our app that is escalated to me directly as the CEO as I take these issues very seriously uh, and we do whatever we can to, to help resolve that issue. Um, I think the, the other side of that, because mo- all of our messages delete by default, is actually the counterpoint on the same point, uh, which is to say, look, if you know, your child is, is uh, being, you know, verbally or, or whatever. Bullied, uh, you know, yeah. Having, yeah, bullied. Yeah, being bullied. Uh, you know, they, they don't necessarily have to suffer the permanence of that bullying. Right. in other mediums, they last forever until someone contacts a service provider to, to take it down and, and you know, issues as that surround sort of eraser, uh, eraser laws, the so-called eraser laws that are, uh, happening in California and some of the right to be forgotten issues happening in Europe. Right, right. Um, you know, on our service, you know, of course, you 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 know what was being said, and and the the impact of that can't be you know sort of uh, downplayed. But they are ephemeral, so you you don't have a record of this that you have to continue to have haunt you. Um, and it is, you know, I, I should mention that. You know, all the phones have a screen capture ability. So if you needed to record something for proof of, of bullying or others, unfrankly, uh, we also have allowed users to screenshot a message. And however, what we do do is to notify the other person if a screenshot was taken. So we try to use social science, not computer science, to prevent, you know, abuse and, and sort of um, behavior that, uh, sort of, you know, uh, to allow anyone to take screenshots of every message because that would sort of defeat the purpose of ephemerality. But we do enable that with a sort of social pressure that to indicate to the other person that you have indeed taken a screenshot. Uh, and so, so Steve, let me tools, ask you. Let me yeah. ask you a little question to clarify that. So that means that if I did take a screenshot of something, yeah. um, then there would be an automatic. Um, text to the other person saying a screenshot was taken of th- of this of this text exactly oh, so good, what, good. what would happen is if you take a screenshot it would actually give you a pop up and it literally says shame on you we are telling <laughs> the room to that you've taken a screenshot i mean literally that's what it says to you as the the screen
shot taker. So they're shaming the you. Person, <laughs> yeah, it's the, the shame, uh, the public shame is on you. But to the other person, it says, Mari has just taken a screenshot so that both parties are aware that there was some sort of breach. Now, it happens in some cases that you want to keep that, like you mentioned, right. the photo that right. was you know, kept by the sender, that you know, there may be, and, and there may be some cases where you want some record of it. Um, but uh, So we've opened up that feature. But, uh, you know, so there are lots of tools to go back to your original question of uh, parents who want to advise their teens uh, yeah. of safe use, that to be uh, familiar with some of these tools within Frankly and to the other tools uh, that are available in other social networking services and communication services. But I think at the end of the day, there's no substitute for common sense. Yep. And there's it's, no substitute yeah. For, yeah, for caution. Uh, and you know what? Service. It's it's time to go. So that was a perfect thing. At the end of the day, in the end of the hour, you got to have common sense, right? Well, thank you so much. You're wonderful. Steve Chung, who is the CEO of Frankly. And um, just give your website, and we got to go right now. Yeah. Uh, so, no, I really appreciated uh, this time, Ari. And uh, I, I hope, uh, you know, we can continue the conversation. Sure. Uh, and uh, everyone can check us out on uh, Frankly Chat on their Android or uh, Apple app stores or on online at franklychat.com. Okay, thank you so much, and you have a great day. Okay, thanks, Mari. Bye-bye. You've been listening to KUCI 88.9 FM and Irvine and KUCI.org on the net. Join us every Monday morning at 8 a.m. and visit our website at KUCI.org slash privacy, privacy. Stay private. The opinions and views expressed in this program do not reflect those of KUCI, its management, or the UC Board of Regents.